Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book The Choice, Embrace the Possible. This book points out that we always have choices whenever and wherever we are. Our choices determine our survival and whether we can feel peace, joy, and happiness in our daily life. This sounds relatable and you likely have heard similar statements many times. But it may be surprising coming from an Auschwitz survivor. In fact, this survivor believes that even a person in Auschwitz had a choice. When faced with fear and hopelessness, you can choose to give up and live like a zombie, or to hope and persevere, and to never give up until the actual arrival of death. Ms. Edith Eva Egger is both the survivor and the author of this book. Born in Kosice, Czechoslovakia, Egger was sent to the infamous Auschwitz concentration camp with her sister and parents by the Nazis in 1944. Their parents were killed upon arrival, and she and her sister looked after each other and tried desperately to stay alive. They managed to survive until the Allies' liberation after more than a year inside the camp. Now in her 90s, Egger earned her PhD in clinical psychology from Saybrook University. She is a professor at the University of California, San Diego, and a frequent speaker in the United States and worldwide. Egger also serves as a consultant for the U.S. Army and Navy in resilience training and PTSD treatment. Dr. Egger has become a clinical psychologist focusing on the treatment of psychological problems through her choice therapy, which helped many people regain control over their lives. Ms. Egger's story reminds us of Victor E. Frankl who is too an Auschwitz survivor and who wrote a monumental classic, Man's Search for Meaning. We have reviewed this book in one of our bookies. As they both are survivors of Auschwitz, how does Ms. Egger's story differ from Mr. Frankl's? The main difference is that they entered the camp at different ages. At that time, Victor was a 40 years old man in his prime, both a full-fledged physician and a psychologist. So he had sufficient spiritual strength and knowledge base to keep him alive and find the meaning of life. Edith on the other hand was only 16 when she entered Auschwitz. She was still an innocent little girl, yet she had to face a much tougher psychological challenge than Victor to some extent. Fortunately, she also made it out of the camp alive. By the time Edith was rescued, she only weighed 32 kilograms and was extremely frail both physically and mentally. Thanks in part to Victor's story, and his teaching that no one may take away one's freedom to choose their own attitude, she was able to overcome her demons and make peace with the past. Next, we will uncover for you the best bits from the book in three parts. Part 1, Were There Choices to Make in Auschwitz? Part 2, Hard Choices for Survivors. Part 3, Healing Herself and Others with Choice Therapy. Let's take a look at the first part of this bookie, were there any choices to make in Auschwitz? Ask yourself this question, if you were locked up in that hell known for its inhumanity, what choices would you have? Maybe you can't think of an answer. Nowadays, we live in a peaceful and free world, yet we sometimes would say I'm left with no choice. 
but is it true? We begin this section with this question because we want to reflect on this phenomenon with you. Are we really left with no choice when facing adversities? Could it just be an excuse we tend to make? Dr. Egger tells us through her personal experience that you do have a choice. Even in Auschwitz, you would have the freedom to choose because no one could take away what you have put in your heart. Next, we will take a look at how Edith, and her sister Magna sustained themselves in the concentration camp until the fall of the Nazis through three major decisions. The first decision that Edith made was to cling fiercely to life to see the next day. Her idea might be a bit more difficult than it sounds at first, but it was practical enough. If she had thought about getting out of Auschwitz alive, she would have fallen inevitably into an abyss of anxiety and despair over time because she had no control over events. Instead, setting the goal to live to see the next day was completely different, each nerve-wracking day spent was the achievement of that goal and provided positive motivation. In this way, Edith would employ all her strength just to achieve this goal. This was probably her most effective tool for surviving the camp. As you might imagine, the biggest problem in the camp was not eating enough. The reasons for the lack of food were complex. First of all, Nazi Germany was fighting against the world. Like ammunition, food belonged primarily to the military. Only after the Nazi troops and the German citizens had gotten their share, it was the concentration camp inmates' turn. You may be wondering, why did the Nazis keep some young prisoners alive after slaughtering so many Jews in Auschwitz? It was because there was still some value in these people. They could either perform labor or transfuse blood to the wounded Nazi soldiers. Alternatively, they could be used as human shields on trains carrying ammunition to avoid being bombarded by the Allied forces. You can imagine that the food left for Edith and other inmates was barely enough to keep them from starving to death. On the train that transported them to Auschwitz, eight people shared a single loaf of bread and a bucket of water. In the camp, dinner only consisted of pieces of bread and a spoonful of potato soup. Moreover, Edith had to save scraps of bread hiding them in her underwear, so that when they were feeling hungry in the morning, she could share the food with her sister. Choosing to live meant making more compromises. Dr. Joseph Mengele, the infamous camp physician once asked Edith to dance ballet, and despite her unwillingness, she did it anyway. On one occasion, Dr. Mengele nearly raped her, and she even was mentally prepared for it in order to survive. Luckily, a timely ringing phone saved her. The second key decision that Edith made was to live and die with her sister and never live alone. The two sisters encouraged and rescued each other on several occasions, not to mention that they both nearly sacrificed their lives for each other. Edith and her sister once sat on a train that was carrying ammunition. They were used as human shields by the Nazis. Then suddenly, British planes came to bomb the train. Edith seized the opportunity, jumped off the train and ran to a thinly wooded area nearby in all that confusion. At this point, she could have escaped, but she didn't see her sister and ran back. Magda then scolded her softly, you're such an idiot, you could have run. Another time, for some reason, 
Edith and her sister were assigned to different teams and they both were very nervous. They both wondered why two teams were needed. Was one team meant to live and the other one to die? The sisters could not have accepted it, they either lived together or died together. The two glanced at each other as if there had been an unspoken agreement, and then sprang into action. Edith kept doing cartwheels in the snow as a distraction, and as she drew the guard's attention, Magda seized the opportunity to slip into her sister's group. The two sisters were together again. With this idea of never living alone in mind, the sisters didn't allow themselves to watch each other perish, especially due to starvation. At one point, Schutzstaffel or SS guards shoved Edith and other captives into a community hall where they would have slept for the night, and provided no food. The prisoners were frustrated, and Magda even believed that she would have died of hunger. Edith felt that she had to give her sister hope to live, so she decided to try her luck. While the guards were away, she slipped outside to pluck a carrot from a vegetable's plot. Just as she hid the carrot and was about to return to her sister, a guard appeared. The man angrily pointed his gun at her chest and pulled the bolt. Fortunately, he wasn't a Nazi SS soldier, but only a Wehrmacht soldier who was not so cold-blooded. After gazing at Edith for a while, he finally let her go. He even found her the next day and threw her a small loaf of dark rye bread to reward her courage. The third key decision that Edith made was to face life with optimism. Can you imagine? Even in Auschwitz, the girl prisoners held a beauty contest in the barracks, and her sister Magda won the title. Later, the girls were clearly not satisfied with the beauty contest, so they hosted a boob contest, and this time our Edith won the championship. Even in the face of death, Edith was optimistic. At one point, she heard that they would have died the next morning, but she didn't want her last thoughts to be full of despair and fear. She wanted to savor the feeling of being alive. She thought of her former boyfriend and indulged in the memory of his voice, his look, and the feeling of embracing him. The girl was also eager to satisfy her curiosity about the naked male body. That night, she seized the opportunity to reach a pile of dead bodies and she carefully observed and admired a little mushroom on a man. She discovered that men's genitals look different from women's. She felt satisfied, knowing that she would not die ignorant of the other sex's body structure. After dawn, she reckoned that her time was running short. She tried to recall the constellations she used to see in the night sky and the flavor of her mother's bread. But by sheer luck, the soldiers didn't murder them, and they survived once again. We have just covered the first part of this bookie, were there any choices to make in Auschwitz? Edith answered affirmatively. Even in that hell on earth where people had little regard for human life, one can also make choices. Not only there is a choice of thought, but there is also a little choice of action. It reminds us to be more positive in the face of difficulties and to not give up easily especially in our free life in peaceful times. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.